All right. You've been patient, you've been kind, and you've been super generous. Lots of notes in over the last years. We took some time off the air, but welcome back to Mindset Radio. So a lot of things changed, a lot of things moving forward. As we begin to settle up for the new relaunch and bring in a spectacular co-host, my dear friend, Mike Brown, to join me uh, as we dissect the art and science of results. Now, Leading up to that, Mike and I have been running the 2022 Built by Brute Force Challenge, and we've brought some amazing people to the table with spectacular interviews, sharing their wisdom and their insights on how to improve performance, how to deal with a variety of aspects, and really setting yourself up for a spectacular 2022. So we're going to be sharing those interviews here out on Mindset Radio, uh, all those bonus episodes as we start to lay the groundwork, get back on the air, get back on track, and get back moving. So thanks for hanging in there. Or if you're listening new, make sure you download, subscribe, stick around because the new episodes will be airing soon. All right. Sunday morning, Brute Crew, what's going on? Start of the sixth week, right? Sunday morning starts our week, week six. 2022 Built by Brute Force Challenge. Uh, it's been incredible. It's been a great journey watching posts, seeing people grow and develop in all kinds of different ways. Uh, we've had some phenomenal guests, some great conversations, and uh, I reached out to somebody that is a pretty critical component of Brute Force in the large scheme of things. Uh, he has been around for an extremely long time. I'm gonna let him give some backstory and how he found Brute Force, how it came about. Um, but Coach Chris Lane is joining us today. I know we had some old school people like, yeah, yeah, you know, I saw your, you put a post up on IG that we're working on the ULU certification coming back. People are stoked about that, um, you know, and so Chris is kind of the, one of the core instrumental parts in moving us from, hey, here's a sandbag into, hey, here's the science behind the sandbag. Here's why it works here's what it's doing for you know what it's doing for us when we're working out why it's a in our view a critical component of your training you know doesn't have to be all sand all the time but the integration of it the use of it uh, the advantages it gives you so here's this morning chris and i gonna wrap a little bit i'm gonna give him a chance because you know chris is just such the coolest human on the face of the planet i love talking to this guy <laughs> um, i was telling somebody about you the other day and i said you can't you just got to wait to meet Chris. Like you just have to wait to meet this, this guy. He's just so infectious, um, you know, and, and I also put up and put up your IG stuff. Like if you, if you just kind of have an idea of who Chris Lane is, like he is a diverse coach. Like he is always thinking about not just physical form, but mental acuity, you know, rapid function. You train a lot of athletes and really tearing people up in just a rad way. And so Chris, Thanks for taking some time this morning and joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Well, wow. With a, a lead-in like that, I'll take time every Sunday morning, <laughs> right? For my own Sunday. Yeah, every day. Something's not great I'm about feeling, me? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling down or bad about myself. Hey, I'm going to jump on the phone with you. Dude, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's honestly, that's <laughs> a, that's a great thing. I mean, that's, you know, it's... No, man, I, I appreciate it. But I mean, it's all a blessing to be able to work in an industry you love. And as passion people and passion guys, I mean, uh, you and I like, and, and, and everyone, you know, that's going to be seeing or hearing this or whatever. We all lead with our heart on our sleeves and we're passion people. So if we can do something that we love to do at any given time, let alone, you know, full time in, in the fitness and wellness industry and training and stuff like that, what a blessing it is. So yeah, thank you for that. Dude, absolutely. And it's great to have you on. I mean, this is, uh, 
Yeah, I think this is an important conversation today, too. I mean, we kind of go wherever we want. You know, Chris sent out the Sunday setup email, talked a little bit more about Yulu and a little bit about more, you know, his kind of uh, his discovering of brute force, uh, you know, back in 2015, kind of more as a consumer. And and then, you know, how you've integrated that other techniques and other things in your daily training, especially on your athletes and side, you know, and across the board. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also want to explore a little bit because I think people are super stoked about this and excited about it. Um, what we're working on here to actually bring the, at least right now, the, the Yulu Level 1 certification program to life, finally, in its structured format. Uh, but man, we can kind of go wherever we want. And again, you know, to everybody that's listening, you can always drop in questions as we go. You can ask anything you want. Uh, we'll have some time for that. Uh, but you know, where do you want, where do you want to start this morning, man? Where do you, what are you thinking? Well, again, pleasure. Thanks for having me on. First and foremost, it's yeah. a pleasure to talk, talk to you in any capacity and, and learn from you as well. Um, and yeah, the, the Yulu uh, certification is where we're going. And I think that's a place to, to probably end at, but how we get to the end point is, is the journey. Yeah. And so that's probably a good place to start. Um, so just a quick and dirty background of myself um, as a competitive martial artist turned basketball player. Um, I kind of developed strength and conditioning um, at the collegiate level and was bit by the bug from there um, and uh, enjoyed spending extra time volunteering, shadowing, assisting my strength and conditioning coach in college. Um, and then from there was a, a grad assistant for strength and conditioning Olympic sports and continued to grow my own diving into general population, personal training, strength and conditioning, youth development, active aging, all of it across the board. I was just batshit crazy about all of it. Yeah. And so um, I didn't want to specialize in any one thing, even though I'm I love my athlete sports performance. You know, I'm just as crazy about the relationship building of my gender population clients, yeah. my, my moms and fathers and, and daughters and families and stuff like that, that you see week in, week out, month after month, year after year, that you develop some amazing relationships and friendships with that you practically call extended family also. Um, and so all of those people alike, you know, I'll kind of jump, jump ahead and then uh, come back to it. All, all of those clientele, uh, you know, athletes alike, diversely across the fitness spectrum, they all love the sandbag. And the concept behind it, the science, the physiology, and the challenge, not just between the exercises and the variety, but even choosing a very, you know, static, basic exercise, you know, as a bent over row or a press. Mm -hmm. Each rep is unique to itself because it's constantly adjusting and fidgeting and it's awkward and odd. And that's the beauty behind it. It's like, man, this doesn't feel like a barbell. It's not like, exactly because it's asymmetrical. It's unpredictable. Yeah. And each rep, it, not just each exercise, but each rep is unique within itself. And it slowly, but surely solicits that training adaptation is what, what we're talking about. Man, so the yeah. buy-in is there. Yeah. The buy-in is there. The versatility is there. And I kind of commonly refer to it as my Swiss army knife or Leatherman tool yeah. of my fitness equipment, because you can do so much with it. I mean, it's infinite slam it, toss it, row it, press, it, drag it, sleep on it, pass out on it when you're done, you know, exhausted after your workout, etc. Well, you know, and it's interesting that I think there's a, you know, there's almost a psychological thing to it, especially when you're starting in, in fitness or, you know, at any level, like the sandbag in and of itself sitting on the floor is almost less intimidating sometimes than the barbell sitting there with a certain amount of weight on it. Right. And so it's like, oh, okay, you know, I can, I can take on this sandbag, right? And I can begin to work it and use it. And so there's there's almost, I feel like it's almost a little more inviting. And then kind of talk, like you just said, each rep is different. I mean, I talked on uh, Ben Greenfield 
this week about you know, last week about it, right? That it's almost like your new high performance vehicles, right? There, if you think about it, you get into a car today. That car, there's so many calculations and things going on behind the scenes that you don't even know. Tire, you know, air pressure adjusting, shock absorbers adjusting, things <laughs> yeah. going on, right? To give you the best ride. That I believe that's a great comparison when we're talking Yulu, unstable load object, or the you know the sandbag itself. Your body is constantly shifting and adjusting and moving to to the roadway, right? To that sandbag at a pace that you're not even aware of that is actually now advancing your training in a different way as well. Sure. And because each rep, and again, this is just at a very surface, you yeah. know, basic physiological scientific level or whatever, mm -hmm. because each rep is unique, it, it requires um, constant focus per rep. Because as soon as you start to gas out, space out, you're thinking about something else. Oh, there goes the, it's the, the weight shifts and you're, oh, I have to restabilize, rebalance or whatever. So as soon as you lose that focus or whatever, that sandbag's quickly there to remind you, hey, tap <laughs> in, you know what I mean? Mentally, <laughs> mentally, physically, neuromuscularly, you know. Yep that you have to constantly be a readjustment, almost like your body's computer board within your, your high performance vehicle that is a constant, you know, adjustment to stay optimized in, in your performance. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're, you know, when we have, we got a pretty diverse community. I think this challenge has been really cool to see because we, we, we totally opened up the doors here. You know what I mean? We, when we took on the challenge, we said 30 watts, doesn't have to be ours. You don't have to follow our stuff. You don't have to follow our sand wad. You don't have to, even necessarily have our sandbag or use a sandbag to complete this challenge. And, you know, that's given us some freedom in programming to invite other things in, right, as well, which is great. What do you, like, just kind of on an average idea. So a person that maybe has a garage gym or has a little bit more than just the sandbag, mm -hmm. um, you know, where do you see, like, what's the balance point? And, and maybe you don't have this, but, you know, is that a, do you like to recommend to your people three days a week, two days a week on sandbags? Does it depend upon what they're going after and what they're trying to do? Like how do how often do I integrate this type of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, broad scope and 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 thick question. Uh, but to, to kind of answer it, yeah, depending on your equipment inventory, your space requirements, your time to commit to a workout. I mean, all those different things, all those different factors individually, you know, totally. as us as adults, working adults, parents, you know, speed of your life, all those different things you have to factor in. So that's where, you know, custom, you know, uh, custom design programming comes in. But here's the thing, it's it, because of j just uh, in general following the, the sand wads, um, it doesn't require a lot of time and it yeah. doesn't require a lot of space. It involves one piece of equipment. So if you don't have access to dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, you know, TRX, suspension training, you know, whatever it may be inside your home personal space, your garage, gym, basement, gym, whatever, that sandbag, again, is that Leatherman's tool that you can do so many yeah. with. So. But for, and again, a lot of things of what I'm going to say, I have to kind of throw this out there. It almost sounds like a sales pitch. I'm not being paid to yeah. say this. This is my personal testimony yeah. as a coach, as an athlete of athletes, of general fitness clientele, of active age, of all these diverse across the fitness spectrum types of clients. But, you know, if I had one thing to go to, there's no be all end all. But if I had to choose one thing, man, that sandbag would have to be right up there at the top of my list, if not, you know, the, the very top because of the versatility. Yeah. So to kind of answer your question, the frequency of programming, if you only had that sandbag to train, 
What's great about it is because it can be programmed either high impact or low impact. You can train it in those many sandwad variations of 20 to 30 minutes a day. You could train it five days a week if you wanted to. Yeah. And then also use it for additional mobility and th things like that that we've also talked about um, mm -hmm. to enhance the quality of life, your flexibility, and to restore, you know, to repair and do the Sunday reset and then repeat yeah. it again on Monday. Yeah. My biggest thing is never miss a Monday. So if you can kick, kick it off on that Monday. So on the upper end of things, yeah, you can crush it five days a week if you wanted to. But on the lower end, to be more realistic, you can get great training results in two to three days a week, both mind and body, just yeah. the character building and the commitment to the appointment of yourself. And on day, or on weeks that uh, things free up, you can have more more resistance and more sandwalks because we're not doing necessarily muscle group training. Mm. So it's not getting – and it's because it's such short duration, usually high intensity, 20 to 30 right. minutes – you can layer those and, you know, back to back to back, you know, five days a week if you intended to, so long as you understand that the recovery and the repair is part of the program, just as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. We had a comment, um, you know, yesterday we're, we're getting ready to launch Bo uh, uh, Dorning's resiliency programming, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Bo, Bo kind of fundamentally is a very much like a, a strength guy, right? He's a big lifter. You know, if you watch Bo's IG, like he's, you know, his thing is getting out doing lift deadlifts. He loves that, right? Big space. Um, and we've had some, you know, because of the influx of the people in the group, it's like, can I do this and get stronger, right? Or add size? How do I need to approach that? Um, and so there's been some really good conversations about configurations of bags, understanding how to like slow things down at a point in time. Doesn't have to be all fast, all furious all the time. Sure, sure. Right? Step up a bag or step up weight in that bag, slow it down start connecting to, um, you know, breath in a new way. So that's one thing, you know, I think that is there and available. I mean, I started this year, I added, you know, strongman just kind of sits in the corner for the most part, you know, the, the bag of woe that sits in the corner for the most part. Uh, but like on deadlifts or things that I want a higher level of weight that I'm almost more gym based, right? Barbell based kind of work at it. Um, I'm not necessarily so concerned about the shifting load, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's nice to have those advantages from time to time as well. To kind of echo that, so as a um, more of a power building, you know, uh, goal You're a big oriented guy. person myself. Yeah, for, <laughs> for myself, a lot of people, hey, so Chris, you didn't get that size, you know, training with the sandbag. I was like, well, no, but I also said there's no be all end all. And that's, all I want. Not, that's not what we're encouraging. It's just yeah. a phenomenal tool. Yeah. But that said, the resistance is varying. So if I wanted to do more muscle group training or touch training, it's all about the variation or manipulating the tempo. And whether that tempo is by counting in my head or by that tempo is counting by my breath control yeah. or whatever it is, you can increase the intensity, increase the time under tension just by slowing things down using tempo training and adjusting those, manipulating those variables. So you can really take the same two workouts, one being quick and, yep. and you know, dynamic and aggressive and power-based. Take the same workout, slow it down. Now you may increase your overall time, right, right. Slow it down, but really tap into the mental and uh, and the time under tension, the cognitive and the breath control factor with it. And it's just a whole other animal. It's, Matt, you know, yeah, not we've even, seen that. We've done that with a couple of the, we've done that with a couple of wads this time. It's like, Okay, your choice, right? Today's your choice. Do you want to fast and furious? Do you want to go hit it? Or you can take this same workout, slow it way down, get really focused, be deliberate. And the comments have been great. People are like, oh, 
Right, right. I now see it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to cut in on myself or whatever. So it's actually those type of workouts where you're slowing things down that we're just, you have to have that mental focus the entire time that for me is the most exhausting and the most strenuous because I'm a grab and go rip through it, crush it, you know, type attacking um, uh, mindset whenever I go to do my own personal workouts, you know, based on myself and my goals and what I enjoy training or whatever. So it's really very humbling to take that to take a lighter load and slow it down and focus it. And it pretty much makes me cry. And and that's, <laughs> but that, but that's me, that's getting me outside of my box. Yeah. And, but that's, but that's, that's the, uh, that's the threshold that you want to, th that you want to push. And if you're trying to, to achieve a goal. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we had hoped kind of through this challenge, being as involved in the group as we've been kind of educating along the way as we go. Right. Um, that it's, that it's okay to take a workout. I don't have to look at the sandwad if it's rounds for time. Like maybe I'm not, maybe that's not what my objective is for the day. You know, that's what maybe brute force set out for the day, you know, rounds for time. Okay. But that's not, you know, Bo talked about kind of like being connected to where I am that day. There's nothing to say. I can't flip that and, and say, Oh no, I want to be slow and deliver today. I want a very intentional workout today. So I'm going to take this and swap it up. Like that's the, that's the freedom. I think we, as a, as a fitness community in general, when we're following programming, when we're following somebody else's lead, I think sometimes we fall into the trap of it has to be that way and not get in the driver's seat of our own self and our own sure. equipment, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. And that's, what's beautiful about um, fitness programming. And I mean, I, and actually I'll tell this a little about myself. So whenever I began college, I actually wasn't an exercise uh, science major at all. I was an art major and Spanish minor. I uh, loved um, freehand drawing and dance and everything else and the creativity that went along with it. Still have passions and love for those uh, t today. And, but what's great and how it correlates to fitness is, you know, fitness program, it's, it's like a draw a blank canvas. I mean, you can sit there and paint it out however you want to. And I may paint an abstract picture and I see this or interpret it this way, but obviously the, the interpretation is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So you could take fitness programming as you see it written and see it and just use it simply as a template, but manipulate the tempos or the rep ranges or the times or sets or whatever you want. And it'd be a totally different result. So where things are quick and fast can be deliberate and intentional, as you said, and based on your mood or your mindset, your goal for that day or whatever, it's what's great about it is you can make it your own. And that's what we're trying to, to educate on. It's like, here it is, follow it as it is or what, but also know that you can take that and make that your own. And hopefully we can educate and show you how you can do that. So you become comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk, let's talk you, Lou, kind of from a science, you know, not a ton of time here, but we have a lot of people new to brute force this year. A lot of people saw this challenge and, decided like, oh, this is different than a lot of people are doing. Let me pop in mm -hmm. here. So we've onboarded a lot of new people early this year um, and some have acquired sandbags or had sandbags from other sources and everything else. So when we're talking ULU, unstable load, odd object training, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take a short window here. We don't have to go too far, but but let's talk about what that actually means you know, in kind of form and fashion. What are we, what is that? What are we doing? Why is it important to us as a community or as an individual to have that, that integrated into our training or utilize that as a part of our training? 
Sure. If we're just talking about um, either general population or tactical operator or elite athlete or activate, I mean, all these different categories of people. What is great about Yulu and stable load on object training is that it's beneficial for for all. So why we use it is the science behind it, the ability to stabilize an unconventional, uneven, asymmetrical object and move it or perform it, lift it um, in a effective, efficient, you know, sound manner. And to be able to do that over the course of repetition in um, unpredictable environments using an unpredictable, you know, load. And so to, to do that, that essentially allows us to be prepared for anything. So whether you're, you know, an operator, a firefighter, that alarm goes off, you have to wake up and you have to be prepared, not just physically, but mentally. And you have to rely on your training, not not at that moment, but the training up to that moment to prepare you for that moment. Okay, yeah. If you're not prepared at that moment, you're not going to be ready for it. Yeah. So you have to train, you know, for those things. The same reason that you train and practice in, in traditional sport, you know, um, uh, or traditional athlete sports or whatever, you train for the game. So all of those things are accumulation of, of your preparation before that. What's great, and again, no be-all, end-all of anything, but what's great about Yulu and the method, methodology and the concept behind it is it allows us to stabilize in an open environment. Um, so whether we're uh, manipulating or pressing, moving, rowing, tossing, rotating, uh, whatever we may be doing with the sandbag, with the brute ball, or, or, or any kind of asymmetrical load. When we talk about asymmetrical load, this is very easily be a barbell with a heavier plate on one side versus the other. It could sure. be a kettlebell because it's a it's a it's a asymmetrical um, design, you know, component or whatever. So whether it's balanced left to right is fine, but as soon as you start to rotate it, move it or whatever, it is not a symmetrical object. So those things can apply. Um, uh, being offset into your footing, having one foot elevated on the ground or, or on a, on a plate or a box and having one foot on the ground or being on a mountainside or whatever, all of those things, those things apply to what is ultimately unstable load on object training. So I'm pressing something stable, but I'm on an unstable surface. Hey, same rules apply. Yep. So the ability to train those things and link up neuromuscularly from the mind to the body, um, from our, our core stabilizers to our extremities, and having all those moving parts and, and, and pieces of our anatomy able to communicate together and work synergistically together as a result of training Yulu is what's beautiful about it. So whether you're you know, an active aging adult reaching up in the top shelf trying to get that can of chicken noodle soup for your grandson or your Navy SEAL operator, you know, coming out of the water ready to infiltrate, you know, who, whatever it may be, yep. or anyone in between or a traditional sport athlete looking to stabilize, you know, in, your, in the post or, you know, a Super Bowl Sunday, bust through the line, you know, people tugging at you left and right, and you have to, to accelerate down the center to, to bust through and break through to gain those yards. All of it is applicable. And that's yeah. why continues to stay it was relevant in 2015 when i discovered it it stays relevant today and will continue to stay relevant and that's what's you know beautiful and beneficial about it to everyone yeah no i mean it's you said two things there that are really that i wanted to call out one i like this idea train for the game right and we all we all have a game it's all called life right and perfect you, yeah. you know if we're uh if we're just an active human being we like to hike with you know surf, run, whatever, like we just like to be active in our lives. That's what we're training for. We're training for the game, right? If we're a mom having to pick up kids and move them around and get them in the car seat, right? And carry them in and carry grocery bags. And like, you know, and, and we the, don't think of it like no, that, but that's, yeah, like that, but that's you're essentially training for, for life. Yeah, yeah. That's the game of life. That's the game I play little man up and down. What are you doing? You know, wrestle, play, have fun, do this, do that. Like that's the game of life. And so, um, 
you know, that's that's a, a cool idea and way to think about it because often, you know, we talk about the service members. We talk about fire service, law enforcement, and people go, oh, well, that makes sense. I would use a sandbag if I was a firefighter because, yeah, totally. Okay, well, you know, you're moving groceries, you're shoveling snow, you're, you know what I mean? Like the game of life has a lot to it as well. So I loved that little reference point because that's been like, how do I shape kind of my mental attitude to approach my workout as well? Um, mm-hmm. So I do like that because we can almost have fun with that. We can always be like, what is the game of my life? What do I do, you know, around the way? Um, but then you also brought up a point, and this is cool. This kind of jumps back to what we were talking about. How do I receive programming, but then advance it or mod it or, or, or start to kind of customize it to me in my day? Um, you know, and you brought up a really cool point, which is something kind of for me, I was like, oh, it, it hit me. So I just want to draw a point back to it. Like one, I may have a stable object, but if, but whatever, if I'm working on an unstable base, right, I can still do that. Like, Ooh, that's an idea. I could modify my positioning. You know, if it's like you said, stand on a plate, maybe stand on a bag or doing something else or, uh, you know, Bosu ball or whatever you've got, right. I can, I can mod the base too, which then starts to cause things to be unstable in all that shifting environment. Um, so, you know, if you've got a cool workout, hey, maybe today's, you know, okay, cool, I've got my bag, but I also want to advance it and, and bring some instability to, you know, my base or my foundation as well, because we are going to run into that. Yeah, correct. I mean, something just as simple as, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduled for sandbag bent over rows today. Well, awesome. Well, let's elevate, you know, say you have, 20 reps of that or, or three, four rounds of it or whatever on the first round, let's elevate our left foot, right foot on the ground. You know what I mean? Just to get those little, those little fine tuned intricate imbalances just because they hit different. They're not going to hit different the first rep, but over the course of that workout, you're like, Oh wow. I've, I felt that because each rep gets away at you and you're set up in stabilization and the timing and all the things, you know, that we've talked about or whatever. So anytime that you can yeah. manipulate a, var- a variable, even though that, that variable may be, may seem, you know, obscure, um, uh, it can ultimately lead up to a lasting effect and benefit and training response as a result of it. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, the ability to stabilize against force and, and, a, and a, you know, in all realms and, and angles of, uh, of life, again, whether it's in traditional sports or like you said, picking up your child and playing with them, you know, play an airplane, you got them up on your feet overhead or whatever, carrying groceries, whatever. Those are the most things that we can relate on. So not everybody, you know, is a, is a, um, a traditional sport or tactical athletes. And, you know, always yeah. special thanks to our tactical athletes that are um, a huge part of our brute force following and stuff yeah. like that. Thank you for your service. Um, but to the to the average Joe, you know, of all of all the, of, of what all of us were at one point in time and, and after our, our athlete careers ultimately are as parents and aging yeah. adults or whatever, to be ready for life and to continue to improve upon the quality of life and the length of our life is uh, is what it's all about and yulu is a great methodology to continue to improve and and achieve that yeah no dude i i totally totally agree with that i mean and you know we've got in this onboarding what i've really as mike and i have really invested ourselves in brute force gotten to understand the community gotten to see who's around and who's working you know we actually do have a lot of trainers that are in our community we have a lot of whether they're kind of independent soul fitness trainers whether they are the department's trainers, right? Uh, um, or they lead, you know, like Tony's always leading uh, everything out in San Diego, right? Even his crew, right? Just as a leader. Um, and then, 
you know, we've got people that are gym at gyms training other people. So we've, got, we've really been able to be like, okay, wow, we have we have a pretty diverse audience here at Root Force, and this is why I think you and I got on the phone last year and said, okay, what do we need to do? What are the steps we need to do to bring Ulu to life to get you know the foundation established? Um, so later this year, you know, we're working through making sure that it's got continuing education credits attached to it. We're going to do the process of it, and I. I'm a big believer in kind of just having the open conversations. You know, you and I spoke about certification courses um, and sometimes like a level one, I hate to use this term, but can almost be like a throwaway, right? The four hour, eight hour kind of like, hey, just get the level one. We'll give you some basics around that. And you and I kind of dug into, is that right for our community? What do we want to see? How do we want to approach this? What's the education look like? And I you know, I feel like we've kind of landed on, you know, level one, maybe a little bit more extensive than your average level one program, right? Maybe, maybe a little more depth in there. Yeah, because it's diversity and who it, who it reaches out to. Again, yeah. coaches, athletes of, of any type of clientele or, you know, weekend warriors or just, you know, people at home, you know, wanting to stay, uh, stay fit and active um, for their own recreation and quality of life. Um, there's something to be said for, again, the science and the concept, understanding that because understanding that educating yourself for that creates buy-in, buy-in creates, you know, additional intensity and better results. We all understand that. Um, and then also the foundational movements, the, the exercise library and category, how to advance those, how to progress them, how to regress them, you know, based on your clientele and, and who, who is standing in front of you, who you're working with, who you're training. Um, and then beyond that, and this is where, you know, you uh, are are the master of the the mindset, the ops mindset of the mental the mental training that goes into it, the character building, the um, the competitive edge, the mental grit, all of those different things that are associated with Yulu and sandbag training and the style of training like that. And what's beautiful about it is you can package it up and, and depending on the group that's in front of you, again whether it's a tactical operator, athlete, a general population group fitness yeah. class at a commercial you know gym mm-hmm. uh, facility anywhere in between so as engaging and and as inviting and badass as the gear is as such and beyond and above more is the the uh, the training the exercise uh, variation and the methodology behind it so that's a lot to unpack you know in just yeah. a four or eight hour or whatever yeah seriously. so to ex- so to extend that out and let that be even though it's a you know it's a foundational course you know to to call it a level one is really undermining mm-hmm. the intelligence and the knowledge and the absorption um, that is required to take all that in. Now it's not to scare anyone off. No. That's for, for that's yeah, that's that's for anyone to take on and absorb at their own speed based on their interests and their educational background and all those different things. But it is appropriate for everyone because Yulu is ultimately for everyone. Every fitness level, every walk of life, whether you're a fitness professional or a stockbroker or an accountant or a dentist or yeah. anyone else, tactical operator, this is something that someone can you know very easily pick up if they take the time to absorb and learn it because it's an educational workshop piece. Yeah, no, and that's, I mean, that's why I'm, that's where I'm excited about it, right? We're going to integrate uh, things around breathwork, breathwork in action, breathwork in recovery, um, how that feeds into the system. Uh, and then, you know, and then you, I think the cool thing is you, you begin to lay the foundation around the science, you begin to lay the foundation around integration, but then kind of like we talked about today, you really start to build out the foundation of how to be creative with everything, how to uh, free thinking is what, yeah, it's all that, yeah. what it's all about. Hey, That's, here's the template, but take this and make it your own based on your needs or exactly. your clients. needs, whoever That is. 
Yeah. And then you get a great chance to learn from you, right? Who's always, you know, innovating, always thinking, how can I, how can I improve this or that? And it's, it's really laying a foundation for connection to, even if I'm doing group classes, the individuals that are within there and how to modify even, you know, say the common all workout at the micro level, at the individual level. Um, and, you know, some of the changes that are coming up, the gear and the equipment that gives us that diversity and that capability to really take 20 people, but almost have a 20 person individualized program in, in some mm -hmm. ways. And so I'm really excited about it. I think that's, you're right. I mean, I don't know if do we, maybe we reconsider calling it level one uh, because that's, I don't want to. Uh, I think level one really just kind of undermines, you know, the yeah. intelligence and, yeah. and the, uh, and how, and the depth how proud so someone should, yeah, the day, uh, the depth and the layers of, of what it is to, to absorb it and, and achieve it. Yeah. And again, that's not to, to, to make it feel like it's over anyone's head at all, no, not at but, all. but, but they should feel as a master trainer, understanding, you know, uh, the, the concepts, the science, the foundational movements, how to uh, progress, regress, and how to program, whether that's just an ind individual workout mm -hmm. or a linearly progressive program, yep. uh, custom specific to a client or athlete's goals. Yeah, no, I'm really looking and, forward to it. I mean, that's, uh, I think it's, and then the plan will be, you know, follow on with some workshops you know, whatever the, whatever the leveling is that we decide around it, you know, cause man, who doesn't want to come hang out with Chris Lane and, and learn? You know, <laughs> I like to hang out. <laughs> dude, I'd like to hang out and learn. You know what I mean? It's like, let me hang out. Do I get hey, to hang out with Chris there, today and learn something? Sweet. <laughs> and if we're lifting weights and there's food there, I'm there. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's always good stuff. Um, let me think for a second. What? So, if I'm, if I'm been, whether, okay, whether I've been around sandbags for a while or whether I'm new, doesn't really, you know, that this, the ends don't matter mm -hmm. when it comes to this style of training, because most of our people don't have coaches with them, right? They're doing this in their garage or they're doing this at home. They're kind of on their own. They don't have a Chris Lane to be like, Hey, you know, sit in here, move this, pay attention to that, right? They don't have necessarily that level of attention to their form, their function. So if I'm an at-home person working out with this sandbag and I'm going through these wads and I'm learning to kind of moderate, what are the things internally, just a couple key things that maybe I need to be connecting, right? My thought patterns to my body to be paying attention to when I'm working this, um, if that doesn't fully make sense, let me know. I'll, I'll try to go a little layer deeper, but almost how can I correct my own form and function in some way or be a, pay attention to my own form and function in a way so that I'm getting the most out of the workout I can. Does that make sense? Did that come out correctly? Yeah, yeah. So we we, we dropped this word um, quite a bit. And even that said, I don't think it's quite dropped quite enough. Everything with intention, mm -hmm. um, I think it's where you want to start. So um, uh, stepping out to be deliberate in your approach, to understand what the assignment is before you enter it, to be mentally prepared and thinking of it um, before you enter into step to your sandbag or step to your training environment. Mm -hmm. um, much the same as a, a baseball player is visualizing before he steps to the plate. So whether we're an athlete or not, to have that athlete mindset approach, because we are all athletes of our own lives and our realms, respectively. Um, so first of all, it's the mental approach and doing everything with intention. 
during the workout, being aware of your breathing, your, your, your tempo, your control quality over quantity, you know, and if it's a, as many reps or as many rounds as possible within a short amount of time, your quality can go to shit real quick. If you gas out in the first round, okay, I'm going to crush this workout. I'm caffeinated. I'm charged. I've had sleep. I have no distractions. That's awesome. Those are great. You know that you're really, you're really revved up and ready to attack this or whatever. But sometimes when the cage is rattling, that mental acuity or that mental focus can be blurred. So it just becomes almost like blind rage instead of laser focus. Mm. And that's where, you know, the word intention, you know, what am I, what is my intention here? What is my goal and how am I going to accomplish that? So I have, I have the plan in place, which is your workout, but I have to go through it block by block in order to achieve that and make sure that my quality remains the same. And if I have to modify, you know, even if it's a, you know, a grown man, we take our egos aside, you know, I'm doing, you know, sandbag push-ups, you know, chest to bag or floor presses or whatever. But if I need to modify that, regress the exercise, to have the understanding and knowledge, you know, just like in the cert or sometimes um, the regressions or modifications that's programmed in the app as well, um, to not let our ego say, oh, I'm a man, I have to do a body weight push-up. Well, no, we would need to be able to regress that. So to remove our ego from the side and, again, keep that quality over quantity, quantity meaning the resistance or the speed of which we're working out is the main thing. Also, I mean, of course, you could have, you know, mirrors and see your form and technique sure. or someone, you know, somebody standing on the outside externally saying, hey, your back is rounding those things. But, again, if, if – if a coach isn't around to do those things or you're unaware of how to cue yourself for some of those things or whatever, being intentional and deliberate in your movement and keeping that quality, the priority versus just rushing through the workout because you know, well, I'm out here. So I'm going to get through it as, as quickly. I got five rounds. I'm going to get quickly, as, get as quickly through it as I can or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's great. Did you work out or did you train? So if at the end of, at the end of your session, can you honestly say, I trained and I'm better as a result of my training session um, or that I just check off that I did a workout. I got my heart rate up. I broke a little sweat. But did you improve upon your skill? Did you improve upon your fitness level, your mobility, your strength? Or did you just check a box because you got it done? And again, people don't regret the workout that they didn't do, but we can always do better. So if you hold yourself to the highest priority and to the highest quality, and at the end of that session, you trained versus working out, then the more, the better, you know, more, the better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to do things like even when I was uh, shooting here's, you know, like what I would do is I would find somebody that I wanted to replicate right form and fashion that, that truly just had the right, you know, we had Pat McNamara on, like if you watch Pat, you know, draws weapon move, like there's a distinct motion there, right? It's like, ooh, mm -hmm. I wanna I hope I look like that guy on the it's, sure, it's right? sexy, yeah. You yeah, can pick point it out or whatever, but it's well, just it's it, cool. Yeah. But there's a reason why all of that is happening that particular way, where it's an economy uh -huh. of motion, right? I've I I need that speed and time and capability all in that space. And so I would watch distinct people and then really like map movement, you know what I mean, of the body movement. I've done the same mm -hmm. thing in working out. Like I'll watch somebody do a clean and press that, that I, that I, that's clear they have the right form and fashion. Right. And then even if I throw the camera up and do 10 rounds on, you know, on the video, and then I put my video up against them and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, <laughs> no, not quite yet. But, but that is one body mechanics wise, right. Economy of motion and movement and proper technique. When I haven't had someone around, that's something that I've actually done. Like I'll actually video myself and then compare it against a, yeah, a, yeah. a proper technique, right? 
And I can begin to see time to time, it's like, oh, I'm rolling my back there. Oh, I'm not going, you know, to the right level of, of, of squat or I'm going too far, whatever it might be. And so, uh, you know, those are fun techniques I've done before if I'm trying to really improve a particular component, if you will. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And again, I mean, the same feedback, like you said, as a, as a mirror, probably a no brainer is to record yourself and then, you know, compare it to the demo video that maybe you, you're, you're seeing or something like that right. and see, well, how, you know, how, how different or how similar did I look, but, and, and exercises is simply choreography. So whether you're learning, you know, a, a, a thriller dance from Michael Jackson or whether you're learning, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if you can see, I'm a yeah. Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. I, I have know. my little bad album tattoo or whatever. Yep. But um, uh, so, yeah, it's just ultimately choreography, but we can always improve and tighten up on that. It's just mimicking movement, but, yeah. you know, mimicking movement with the intention and, and the knowledge of the muscle groups and the anatomy and the, the, the physiological adaptations, you know, behind it, not just doing it just to do it, but understanding the why. So we create buy-in and, and we also create, you know, better, um, a better training as a result too. Yeah. So yeah, that's one easy, probably the, the, the best no brainer thing is, is to record yourself and then compare apples to apples of how you're looking. Okay. Well, I need to elevate my traps a little more. Right. Or I need to, you know, work on triple extension or come up on my toes or whatever, elbows higher, whatever the cue is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to give, if you, do you have about two or three minutes? Do you, are you running? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I got all day. Yeah, baby. I, give, I know we've got some people on live and watching everything else. So I want to give a little bit of space that if somebody's been watching or has questions or want to, you know, pick your brain um, and Please. Chris will be back on and we'll, you know, be here. Is that, are you wearing the new, the new logo? Are you wearing the new shirt, man? I saw the new logo the other day. Oh, um, mine. Yeah. 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 I love it, yeah. Definitely. I dig it, man. I think it's great. You just saw that there. So if you're somebody like me who forgets names easy because I'm a face guy, <laughs> I wear this. Like, what's my name? Oh, yeah, Chris. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what is my name? Um, and then, you know, you coach, your coach Chris Lane on IG, right? I mean, I put that up, you know, and it's, is that correct? Are you still coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Across the board with uh, on social media is at coach cool. Chris Lane and then, um, uh, Websites, uh, chrislanefitness.com. Yep. And uh, yeah, with all that, I mean, every, again, everything that I do is uh, it's more of an all-inclusive approach of, you know, customized programming with all the lifestyle components, nutrition, stress management, hydration, yep. um, uh, restorative therapy, again, optimizing your health, not just everybody wants to train their way into optimal health. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and hit it five days a week. And that's all well and great. But what are you doing the other 23 hours of the day that you're outside of the gym to improve upon your quality of life. And those are the biggest things that I try to turn heads and create yeah. awareness and ultimately education and install those practices and habits for, because the, uh, the journeys are a lot longer if you just try to train your way there. And we all know we can, you can't out train a bad lifestyle. You can't out train a terrible diet. If you have a weight loss goal or whatever, right. it's just, you know, they've been here in America. It's too easy. And we're too blessed just to go through a fast food and eat 12, 15, 2000 calories after we just burned 700. So, um, but that's, yeah, but that said, um, it's, you know, choosing this over that decision. So it's not being perfect. It's just being consistent and holding yourself accountable to achieve your goals, no matter if it's performance based, weight loss based, longevity based, uh, mobility, flexible, whatever it is, it's worthy to put all those components together to create that shorter distance from A to B, A where we started, B where we want to be, yeah. and then moving forward from there. Yeah, totally. Let me check something real quick. I just wanted to um, see a few things. Sorry, just double checking everything on this. No, I'll go. Let me see here. 
All right. Uh, Sunday morning. Generally, we don't get a ton of questions Sunday morning on these Sunday morning graphs. People are just kind of generally getting their coffee, hanging out, listening. Well, yeah, yeah. Some stuff typically, we'd be at church and stuff too, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, depending on what everybody is. Just but, what's, but that's what's cool about social media. So yeah. someone plays this back, sees it later, whatever. I am approachable from all angles. Oh, I love yeah. questions. Just be careful what you ask me because I'll sit there and light your ear up. I'll ear bang you to death about something because I'm literally that batshit crazy passionate about all of it and love to talk shop um, on fitness, on music, on hip hop, on art, on food, on about anything. Dude, you, I thought, you family. Know, <laughs> I thought I, I used to, I used to classify myself as a pretty eclectic person uh, uh, until I met you. And then I was like, Maybe I'm not as eclectic as I thought I was, right? I, I found somebody who just totally, you know. <laughs> well, people know me in the fitness space and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love, love, love this stuff as much as I, you know, love the person, my wife, the person yeah. I love the most or whatever. I don't prioritize it over her. I'm down in the basement, so she won't hear me yeah. say this unless she watches it back or whatever. She's upstairs watching. <laughs> But one of the reasons, yeah, why she's, you know, here and, you know, my fitness and industry and stuff is here is because she's my biggest supporter and cheerleader yeah. and she's an amazing human being. And, like, you ever, and you my, ever. my best friend, teammate, everything and of all blessings in my life. I mean, my wife and my son have, uh, are, are the biggest. And yeah. what's cool about it is they allow me to go do these things, to go help people daily and to take my time, even stepping outside of, you know, family time to answer somebody's question if, if they're really in need or something like that, because that's, that's been my calling and it's been super cool to be able to do that for my life. Yeah. Yeah, man. And she is, she is such a cool human being. I mean, oh yeah. Just as a shit. You won't find just, anybody cool. Uh, just. <laughs> no, she's so cool. All right. Quick question here popped up. Um, listen to the lesson on discipline and heard Pat's thoughts. Um, so over to Chris, what are your thoughts on someone who doesn't have a lot of discipline? Um, can it be taught? Like, how do we, how have you found, whether you're working through clients or even in yourself, you know, what we spoke about this last week was discipline. How can I begin to go about finding new layers of discipline, whether that's in my workout or in my food or in direct areas of life, you know, love to hear you kind of weigh in on, you know, on the Chris Lane thought of that, on the Chris Lane side of that the discipline comes with accountability. So if you don't have discipline, you have to have something that's going to hold you accountable, right? Mm -hmm. If, um, if you're blessed to be able to afford, you know, a coach or some programming or something like that or whatever, that's, that's one of the benefits of personal training. You have an appointment or you have a, you know, a scheduled workout or something like that. And that coach can say, Hey, you weren't here today or you're running late or, Hey, I, I saw that you didn't log your workout today. If it's virtual or online or something like that, and then bust your balls for it and say, Hey, well, that's okay. You missed today. We're going to get back on track tomorrow. So you get right back on but you have to have that person. So just the support group that ultimately make up for discipline. We have motivation, yeah. but what ultimately gets us to success is the discipline to after that motivation leaves the discipline and the accountability and the commitment beyond that. So to answer that question, um, really having things in sight in mind. So if you, if you're, if you don't have a personal training, but you do have a program or something that you're following or whatever, I would recommend, even if it's just putting it on like a dry race calendar or some, something somewhere on a wall on your office desk, in your car, on your, something that you, you're for, uh, honestly, your bathroom mirror is another great place because yeah. you're always going there to brush your teeth, get ready in the morning and stuff like that. You usually see it first thing in the morning and the last thing in the evening. So I'm a big fan of throwing things up on your bathroom mirror that you want to stay fresh in your mind to hold yourself accountable. So if you're always seeing those things, even if it's just your workout of the day or your workout week or something like that, and you're taking something as simple as just a uh, magic marker and 
checking that off each day as you see it to hold yourself accountable and to feel that sense of accomplishment that will in turn develop the habit and the habit that the habit developing the habit is ultimately achieving the discipline so if you can develop the habit through the mental you know uh, uh stages of developing that habit making doing something consistently long enough to where if you don't do it you now feel guilty about it and then you're back on track or whatever that's where the discipline comes from so yeah discipline can certainly be taught if you don't have someone to hold you accountable, you need to do things to hold yourself accountable. And that's one of the ways is to have it in front of you somewhere you pass by it multiple times a day to where you're present in the moment and present in the thought process and it doesn't fall to the back of your mind or fall within the cracks if it's a priority. Yeah. I mean, I like to always kind of, and I don't know, we talked about it this week. I know we talked about it in other contexts, but, you know, we tend to refer to it in a lot of ways of always being at choice, right? We always have a choice. I can eat this or mm -hmm. eat that. I can work out or I can not. I can do this or do that. There's always choice in front of us. And then the and not to cut you off, and there's yeah. there's always an excuse. Like and, we oh, can yeah. find an excuse not oh, yeah. to do yeah. And there's always find an excuse reason, not to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's that choice. Well, do I choose to let this be an excuse or am I bigger than this excuse and I'm going to get this accomplished? So yeah, I just wanted to throw that because that gave me a, a really great thought of something I usually talk about. We can always find an excuse. Yeah, man. Oh, easily, easily, right? So when I get up in the morning, it's like you know, checking in with myself. How do I feel? I don't feel great. And I, and I can go down the excuse train and I can go down that line <laughs> or I can be like, Hey, I don't feel great. Cool. But I, you know, I've committed to this idea or this objective and what choice serves me. Like, I, I always like to be like, I like to run this, this kind of pattern. If I'm, if I'm struggling a little bit, what choice is actually going to serve me? Cause ultimately if I choose to go do that workout, even though I have all the reasons and all the justifications and all the desire not to, if I choose it and sit in the win of that, no matter, and like Pat talked about this, like incremental wins, incremental points. Hey, I overcame this other side that wanted to draw me off. And that may be the only win. Maybe it wasn't a great workout. Maybe it didn't feel great at the end of it. At the end of the day, I still did it. I'm still disciplined around it. And then I have an incremental win to then embody okay, I, I made the right choice for myself today. I'm proud of myself. Like all the things that we need, all the endorphins and the chemical dump and that internal physiological connection that I would geek out on all day long, right? That's what we're giving ourselves by leaning in that direction and making that choice because then it's that incremental win, you know? And then when I, the next day when I look at my mirror and it's, you know, and it's sitting there in front of me the next day, I have something to anchor into to be like, you know what? I made the choice yesterday. I can make the choice again today and I can make a choice again today. And that choice ultimately, you know, gets easier and easier to make because then it becomes become habit. It becomes routine. It becomes natural within myself, but it's a mountain. I mean, I don't lie to people. Like if we don't have, uh, when I taught the kind of discipline class, I talked about our value systems. This has been true for me. Like health and fitness was not in my stack of value systems. I didn't grow up with it. It wasn't nurtured and grown up over time. So I'd struggled throughout my life with it. And what I realized one day is it's not in what I value. It's not attached in there. So like my first step was how do I get it into my value? Yeah, just system? to get started. Yeah, yeah, just to connect to, oh, I, I want to be functionally 80 and healthy and good. I don't want to be 75 sitting in a chair, you know, or sitting in the hospital or in, I, I don't want to do that. So I had to do a real kind of foundational evaluation to say, oh, it, it needs to be in this scope. And now, now that I do see and attach to the value of 
health and fitness of my life. Now I have to create the discipline patterns around it. Uh, you know, that's how I've approached it in a lot of ways. Uh, and on any given day, I mean, the, the, the situation is probably not going to be ideal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's on those days that where, yeah. where the environment, the situation, what's going on around you is not ideal, but you know, you needed to get in this workout, whether it's a workout or a task or, or anything that you had mm -hmm. planned for the day or whatever that you can easily try to find an excuse not to do. It's those days that if you choose to do it and that you have the biggest sense of accomplishment and that internally, you know, adds to the discipline and the accountability and things like that too. So, yeah, I mean, the discipline just comes with habit making and habit making comes with some, some commitment and, uh, and using some tools, whether it's a simp something as simple as something printed out on your, on your bathroom window or using to our advantage, our technology and apps, little yeah. reminders, alarms like, that go off on our phone, like yep. to, to move, yeah, to move or to train or, Hey, did you do this today or whatever? There's all kinds of little accountability apps and, and ways. And then also oh, yeah. furthermore, I mean, it's, it's ultimately what I do for all of my online and virtual clients and things as well. So if they're yeah. not able to, someone who's local, you know, here um, where I am to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, we have just as great of a success rate virtually um, whenever they're signing into the app where I deliver all of their programming yep. and accomplishing um, each of their exercises, submitting their workouts, giving me feedback and um, um, constructive criticism and things like that or whatever to help them improve so I can hold them accountable. Yep. So I see that they didn't log, if they didn't log in or submit their workout today. Hey, what's going on today? Ah, man, it's kind of under the weather or my son was homesick or any number of things, had a flood in the house, and just something came up. All valid excuses. I'm not saying, hey, the, the 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 world is ending. Well, hang on, before the before the the world ends, I'd like to get in this workout just for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. We put those things on pause. So there are those days. There are the exceptions, but they need to be exceptions, not to the rule. And um, uh, you know, on those days to where we have some reasons why, but they're not really valid excuses to kind of overcome. And that's where we build that character and have that biggest sense of accomplishment, that endorphin dump, because I achieved against odds. Yep. And more often than yeah. not, that's what our average day is. That's it, dude. Center. That's every day. Yeah, yeah. average working, yeah, humans or whatever with kids and jobs and careers and having to go here and there and have all those responsibilities and those stresses. Yeah, man, it's so true. And I like, you know, so like even in this challenge, we didn't, we haven't required anybody to post. There's no requirement to like post your workout or share your thing or anything else. But like there are times where, you know, if I take it on and I make, I make the commitment that's like, Hey, I'm going to post my workout each day in the group. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my accountability mechanism. Like that, that maybe, maybe somebody hasn't required that, but I'm going to do that anyway. When I do that, you know, especially in a group like this, man, it's been so cool. Like the, the flood of support that kind of comes in that or question, you know, questions about what they did and how they did it. Or, you know, somebody else shares, Oh man, that really, kick the crap out of me today, or I really struggled here, you know, that all feeds into this cycle, right? That all is, there's so much value in leveraging the community. Even if, even if I haven't asked the community, Hey, I need you, need you to hold me accountable. I've created kind of my own structure of accountability because I made this choice to share in, and then, and I'm getting feedback that I may not have access to otherwise. Right. I don't have a group of people that are like, hey, Jeff, you did a great job today. So I'm, I'm leveraging that. And that kind of almost becomes this accountability because, again, I'm getting the same endorphin dumps. I'm getting the same chemical dumps, which are living in the body, which then feeds that. Man, I there's so many ways you can attack 
incrementally moving forward and, and incrementally grabbing those wins. It's, it's awesome. Yep. We're stronger than numbers, whether that's, you know, a friend, a best friend, a partner, a family member, somebody who takes, you know, wants to do that journey with you and you guys are holding each other accountable or whether it's an online group or message board or something like that. Yeah. There are so many ways and you can use multiple ways, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? To have the most accountability, but just ultimately getting over that 21 day, just kind of creating a habit and, and finding someone who is supportive of your goals. Oh, well, there goes, you know, Kristen, she's starting on her weight loss journey. And, da, da, da. and I mean, you, you got to remove that outside noise and no, people surround, surround yourself with people who are positive and supportive yep. of your goal and not being judgmental, um, yeah. but uplifting you and hopefully even maybe being inspired by you to step out and be courageous, you know, moving forward on a journey. Yeah. I love it, dude. All right, man. Well, you got any final thoughts for about an hour? I so appreciate you taking so much of your time. Please thank your wife for, for giving us the space and stealing you. for. Oh, yeah. uh, um, but got any final thoughts or anything else before we pop off of here? No, super excited to be back partnered and uh, incorporated with brute force. Oh. Um, I love my brute force family. We had yeah. so many great times, so many great coaches and so many people who have, put in um, their knowledge ultimately to create, you know, what uh, the, the, the branding, the training, the gear and the culture and the community and stuff is all about. And uh, excited to be part of that again. Um, I've never really left it. You know what I mean? Just, you know, haven't, haven't been, you know, on, on the, uh, on the page uh, online and being directly involved, but have certainly, you know, follows me because it's, it's my belief. Your perception is reality and it's my belief. It's my methodology. It is part of my training religion or whatever. And uh, regardless, we'll all get back into it, but I'm super intrigued and excited to continue to learn from you and hook up with you and, and, uh, and workshop and continue to grow this thing and launch Yulu. Not le no longer level one. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but whatever yeah, we decide. Great conversation. I love this. I, yeah, I love that, that this just comes out of conversation. So, uh, yeah, I think bro. level one undermines uh, undermines the, the the knowledge and and the excitement of the whole package. Yep. Yep. Hi. Yep. I got Bubba this morning. Yep. Hanging out. You got, got some unstable right? loads right there. Exactly. He's definitely an unstable. <laughs> ah. oh. All right, brother. Well, thanks so much for your time. Go get back to your family. Get back to your day. Uh, thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Thanks for everybody else. Pop it in. Yeah, man. Have a blessed day. Uh, hopefully you get to enjoy maybe a little bit of football and food and enjoy your family today. Yeah, man. I think we're going to get out and get some snow. We got about eight inches yesterday. So. Oh, boy. Go so. <laughs> Have fun with that. Bye. Have All a right. good day. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, good night. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Great episode. Great conversation. Great interview. Make sure you subscribe, download, grab the next ones in line, and... Get ready to get set up because Mike and I will be back on the air soon with a lot more.